0: My mother has always told me since I was a child that I should be a lawyer mm-hmm. because I love to argue and I'll never shut up. And so in 2017, I had a coworker who I became friends with, mm-hmm. and he's a big soccer fan also. And we used to always talk soccer in the office and I was leaving and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. So we we're like, "Well, let's let's start a show. Last year after the World Cup, we parted ways. I mean, it was amicable. Like we're, we're still friends. We don't uh, hate each other or anything. I think usually I'm very unique in what I say. Most of the things I say, I do not hear on, you know, the the big time shows that come from like ESPN or Sky or anything like that.
1: Welcome to the Geopaths podcast, an audio experience to scratch your cultural curiosity itch with many different expat lens theme show. This week... We have a virtual expat show, which is where we discuss how moving to different countries affects what we do online as geopaths or expats. Does changing countries change our activity online? This week, Drew Pels of the on the counter podcast is our guest. And on his podcast, he talks about the premier league, the champions league and more throughout the soccer world. Now, if you've listened to geopaths podcast before, you understand that this is a bit out of my topic range and i am more than happy to point that out drew is definitely the expert in this area and i am an avid asker of questions so it is good that we have the virtual world to bridge our two separate expat world more about drew in just a moment but let's do a few announcements about the podcast and podcasting world the music you're hearing in the background is from David castillo He's graciously letting us use the music from the Mess of Me album. I Got to Be Right is the current track that you're listening to. You're listening to the instrumental version throughout the episode. And then I will play the entire song with lyrics at the end of the episode. DamonCastillo.com is where you can find everything, including tour dates. If you're in or near Central California, you should really check him out in concert. He is a concert musician. Him and his band are amazing. Also, the Geopatz Podcast newsletter number five is out now. In this weekly newsletter that comes out on Tuesdays, I share some behind the scenes information on upcoming episodes, a podcast recommendation that is not from my own podcast, but connects to our expat language or tech topics and lots more. Go to s t e p h f u c c i o. S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O.com to check out the most recent newsletter and to sign up to get future runs in your own email inbox. If listening to podcasts makes you think about making your own, I want to help you. I officially gave up teaching about four or five years ago, but you just can't take the woman out of the virtual classroom. So um, there's a few things, there's a few tools in my toolbox that I'd like to share with you. One is a free month on Podbean, which is a wonderful hosting site and is the one that I use for the Geopats podcast. You can get a free month by going to www.podbean.com forward slash virtual expats. If you have any questions about this information, it'll be in the show notes, so just check And if you're an expat, I am actually starting a beginning expat podcasters online workshop. It's just going to be a one-off. It'll be basically a resource dump of many of the things that I've learned. It'll basically be a resource dump with a list of the top decisions you need to make before you start your podcast so you know what you're getting into and you know kind of the path that's going to change anyway. But at least you have a rough outline of what you want to do again it's a one-off workshop and I'm going to have two different ones at different times of the day because it's an international workshop for expats so one is going to be on September 25th and the other will be on September 27th you can get more information and check out a lot of other expat podcasts that I've been listening to myself all on you guessed it stefffuccio.com. just go to the workshop page on that website if you don't want to record your voice but need a voice, I'm selling mine! Really? Uh, not the singing one, I promise you that. If you or anyone you know needs a voiceover talent, please contact me. I'm available for any voice related task. Voices.com forward slash actors forward slash Steph Fuccio. What I am not charging for in this podcast are the promo spots or the announcement spots. There's two in this very episode. These are available to content creators and people within content creation spaces or people connected to topics that we talk about. And I'm offering them for free to anyone that has information that fits into the podcast. And you'll notice I do them a little bit differently than just the normal promo Spots. So have a listen. They're about every 20 minutes. So back to Drew. So Drew, Drew, Drew is a funny, funny man. I thought for sure that my not being into sports at all and him being very deeply immersed in sports was going to be something that would come between us. Even though we were talking about his virtual life, I thought that would be a bridge too far. And it's not. It's not at all. And I had a sense of that when I first listened to On the Counter, his sports podcast, uh, his podcast about the Premier League and Champions League. And I, I noticed that although he was deep into his subject and was very good at explaining and analyzing, and, uh, and critiquing things that were going on within that industry, within those leagues. Yes, okay, let's pretend that that's the term. It was in those leagues that he was also extremely personable, friendly, and funny. Did I mention that yet? Yes, he's very, very funny. And so we had a very good time talking about his virtual life back in the U.S. and Los Angeles. And how it changed when he moved to Suzhou, China, which is now where he is a teacher and has been for a few years. Suzhou, China, just so you know, for those of you who are curious, is right next to Shanghai, China, which is where I live now. Despite it being relatively close by China standards, have you seen how big this country is? We did do this call remotely because it's just a lot easier. These are gigantic cities, folks. When people say small town in China, they mean a a city of one million. I think you'll find Drew's message board to Facebook, to WeChat experience online, Oh, and then to podcast experience online. Very, very interesting. And some of the little nuggets that he talks about in his experience when he first came to China are really, really interesting. So I think you'll find him absolutely fascinating. All of his information is on the show notes, which you can also find, which you can find in your podcast app or at the com website. All right. If you have any comments or questions about this episode, please do feel free to contact me at Fuccio, S-T-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O. That is absolutely my handle everywhere. And it's also my Gmail address. So however you feel the most comfortable contacting me, please feel free to do that. I really love getting listener feedback, by the way. So thanks for that. Thank you so much, Drew, for joining us on the Virtual Expat Podcast.
0: Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. So actually, for the listeners, we're doing a remote call interview, but we're only, how far away do you think we are? I'm in Shanghai. He's in Suzhou. So we're in About
0: 60 miles, 100 kilometers, yeah, somewhere in there.
1: Pretty close. But both cities are so gigantic that this is easier than meeting in person.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Go, go China. So Drew, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
0: Yeah. So like you said, I live in Suzhou, China. I've been living here since 2015 when I first moved here. And being an expat, it's definitely fun. I enjoy it. There's good and bad, of course, and we can talk about that later. But I mean, overall, I really don't have any plans of moving back to the US. I would like to stay, uh, not necessarily here forever, but definitely somewhere in Asia. I like the lifestyle, like being an expat, and especially things are really cheap in this part of the world. So that's really good.
1: Wow, you are in a different city than I am.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. So for you, how much does like a bottle of water cost?
1: I don't know because we get the big thing for... Oh, ah, okay. You know? And honestly, so expensive for most things. I find myself not looking at prices most of the time, which is awful.
0: Wow, that's a luxury I wish I had.
1: Oh, no. It's it's. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. It's probably not something I should be doing, but it's just sticker shock is is insane. But I think... I want to say maybe two or three Kwai for one bottle. Hold oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that, that's the same prices here.
1: But like, okay, we'll see. Like if you were to go out, is there Indian restaurants or Thai restaurants in Suja, right? Yeah. Okay. Go Not to- where I
0: live, but in yeah. more of the expat area. I live in like a very Chinese area.
1: Okay. But okay. if you
0: go to expat areas, oh yeah, yeah, there's Indian, Japanese, Thai, Korean, French. Yeah, I mean, you can get whatever.
1: So, like a dish Indian restaurant in Shanghai would be like starting at 70 quad? Uh, not
0: too bad. Okay. I think here it depends on what the dish is, but yeah, probably yep, between 50 and 70 would be starting price. And then if you get drinks and everything, yeah, each yeah. person, 100, 150, depending on what you get. Yeah. Here's, not bad. The
1: mis- here's the missing link we haven't talked about yet. Where are you from?
0: I'm from Los Angeles.
1: Los Angeles. Okay. And yeah. you think Los Angeles is more expensive than Suzhou?
0: dollar for dollar it has yeah. to be because of the exchange rate it has to be right in terms of like cost of living compared to wages probably mm-hmm. it's close but okay. with the exchange rate definitely los angeles is more expensive i mean my brother used to live there and i think his rent i want to say 2000 1800 mm-hmm. for a studio or one bedroom you know here in Suzhou, you can find two-bedroom apartments for $2,000 RMB. Okay, $2, that is the biggest
1: difference then between Shanghai and Suzhou
0: because... Oh, yeah, it's so much would, cheaper here.
1: You would start at maybe, maybe if you're lucky, 6000 for a studio in Shanghai. Yeah. And that would not be super
0: livable. Well, actually, when I lived in Shanghai, I lived for free in a hotel.
1: What? How did you do that?
0: <laughs> Three months for free in a hotel. So I came here as an English teacher. Yeah. And... They told me, I got here in November,
2: 2015
0: Yeah, and told me December, Mm -hmm. a week or two later, you're going to move to Suzhou. We're opening a new center. I said, all right, sure. Uh, Well, it didn't open in December. And they said, January, didn't open January. And they said, beginning of February, didn't open then. And so I didn't move here until the middle of February after Chinese new year that year. So yeah, I spent almost three months for free in the hotel in Shanghai. That was amazing.
1: Were you working during that time? Oh Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So you're making like Shanghai salary without paying rent. That is, mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs>
0: oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, there was a, a maid to come clean the bed every day, towels, mm-hmm. free Wi Fi, all yeah. of that stuff included. Oh, yeah.
1: Our company put us up in, in one of those for the first month. But yeah, it was spoiling. I just wanted to stay there. But that particular one, they put us in a two bedroom because my husband and I both worked for the same company. So we got a two bedroom. And it was when we went to go check the price, they were like, oh, we could just stay here. We'll just live here. This is really comfortable. I think it was like twelve or $14,000. we are like, no, never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, no way. I thought about when I moved to Suzhou, I thought about trying to cut a deal with the hotel to just live in a hotel. Yeah. But no one was really willing to give me like a discounted rate. They're just like, yeah. well, it's this price per day in 30 days. I said, yeah, but this is guaranteed for 30 days. Yeah. Like, come on, cut me some slack. like, no, it's the price times 30 days. Do you know where I did that?
1: When I lived in Vietnam, I did that and it worked a dream. And the longer you would pay for it, like if I paid for two months, I would go to even lower, like at least 10 years ago, they were really good with negotiating that. I don't know if it's still the case. The tier one places in China are getting pretty, the prices are getting kind of set, like negotiations is going out the window, which is part of the fun of living here, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. You can bargain for anything. I mean... When I was at the Great Wall, I went there on a trip with my brother and, and a friend, and I told him, I said, go ahead and bargain. like It's not rude. Throw yeah. out an extremely low price. Yeah. So our friend, he's looking at a shirt. The lady told him 100 uh, RMB. Mm-hmm. And I swear, he looks back at her and goes, 2 RMB. He, he went from 100 to 2. And he was dead serious. Yeah. He didn't laugh. He didn't bat an yeah. eye. Dead Which serious 2 RMB. Yeah. Well, he ended up not buying it. He was just doing it for fun, like just to mess with them.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah I'm yeah. like,
0: Dude, you're a big tease. Like that's <laughs> shitty. Man. Don't do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, then it's kind of wasting the time, but I always start at half. I'm like, I know you're at least doubling it. So I'll, I'm going to. Well, start. that's what
0: I used to do. I used to start with half because also I feel kind of bad. Like if, if I wanted to get like a leather jacket hmm. and they said 500, like even me saying, Oh, 200, like that just feels wrong. Like I. Feel yeah. that's not moral.
1: No, well, but they're already going it in their heads, even sometimes like 10 times as much. So, nah. Well,
0: see, fun. that's what I've learned now. So now I, I don't feel like yeah. that anymore. But in the beginning, yeah.
1: No, it's almost kind of fun now. And the walk away is kind of fun. But we got to get online. Hold on. Okay, let's, let's <laughs> I could talk about that stuff for forever. So you started out. In the U.S., in Los Angeles. And Mm -hmm. what year would you say you started to use anything online on like a regular basis, a daily basis?
0: This had to have been high school, 2006, plus or minus. Mm -hmm. We had the internet in my house because my dad worked in sports. And so we had, you know, the dial-up AOL. You could not talk on the phone at the same time. AOL, yeah. Oh, I was on that AIM. I was spitting game to girls on AIM at, you know, 14 years old, unsuccessfully, but I tried. F-14.
2: Oh my God. Oh yeah.
0: I was trying, failed a lot.
2: Wow,
1: Actually, wow.
0: The, the first time I asked a girl out was on AIM because I was too scared to do it in person.
1: Well, yeah, it's easier on online than in person. If yeah. you get rejected, you just kind of open up another window or hit it or like tag another person or whatever the yeah. phrase is for that social media.
0: This was someone I knew, like it was someone from school. It, it wasn't oh. like a random person.
1: Then The stakes are still pretty high.
0: Yeah, I know, but what? it's all right. I'm over it now.
2: <laughs>
1: but
0: yeah, so we had the internet. This must have been 2000 plus or minus. Yeah. We got the internet installed, but I never used it. I wasn't really online until, yeah, probably about 2006. Okay. A lot, or not a lot, but regularly. Okay. And then college, This so I guess what, 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. that's when I really started using the internet for everything because we didn't have TV the first college I went to, I didn't graduate, I transferred. The first college I went to, Menlo College in mm-hmm. the Bay Area, this mm-hmm. was the stupidest thing I had ever heard of. So it's a very small school. Yeah. I think at the time, 600 students and really? roughly 300 of them participate in sports, whether it's like football, basketball, volleyball, wrestling. Right. Like Almost everyone goes there for sports. Mm-hmm. But they did not have ESPN. Yeah, for an athlete, that is... <laughs> the only channel that you care about. <laughs> and it was it was so bizarre to me. And now being older and understanding business now, I realize that ESPN is very expensive yeah. for a cable provider to carry. And so I'm sure for a school, for them to install it on 350 rooms plus the cafeteria, et cetera, like I'm sure that would have cost them a grip of money. So looking back, I totally get it. But they could have
2: got
1: some sort of package deal because they had so many students. They could have charged the students more. There's so many ways
0: around that, though. Well, that's the thing. Exactly. Because, you know, in colleges, you have half of everything is fees for this, that, and the other.
2: Exactly.
1: I was
0: just surprised it wasn't included. That was really when I started going online all the time.
1: When you were first online, what kinds of things were you doing online?
0: Oh, the only thing really was using AOL and... AIM Messenger, AOL mm-hmm. Instant Messenger, and then I would go and read sports articles on ESPN or MLB.com and I was learning Spanish in school.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I would
0: read articles in Spanish to try and improve my grammar, my vocabulary and things like that. And That's
1: very studious of you.
0: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean it came in handy. I had a job yeah. later where I had to speak Spanish every day, so it it helped a lot.
1: Oh, yeah, no kidding. Okay. And that was The reading the sports articles, that was back in high school or that was in college or both?
0: Started in high school and then continued in college and still continues now.
1: Okay. And in college, were there any, I'm trying to think of 2009, was Facebook out
0: yet? Yes. Okay. When I was in high school, I could not get on it because you needed the .edu email address. Yeah. 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 So my brother had it Mm -hmm. and he told me about it, but I, I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. but I was not able to get on it. And then I'm pretty sure in high school is when it opened up because if I remember correctly, I had a, t- I played baseball in high school. Mm-hmm. I had a team, and he was the first person I knew mm-hmm. with Facebook because at that time, everyone was on MySpace. Who am I putting in my top eight? Boy, that was a tough dilemma. Can I put the hot girl in the top eight even though yeah. we don't talk that much? Like, is that creepy? It was a tough decision.
1: Wait, top eight, is this a MySpace thing? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So on MySpace, oh. on your profile, yeah. like in public, you could put your top eight friends, or m- maybe it was more. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was top eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do I include this girl because, like, we're not that close? Is she gonna think that's weird? If I don't include her, is she now not gonna go out with me? Yeah, it was a, it was a tough decision.
1: And you survived, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: did somehow.
1: Somehow,
0: I still have nightmares about it.
1: So when you got to college, you got on Facebook, then it sounds like.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Got
0: on Facebook. I'm still there now, but the only thing I've posted probably in the past 4 or 5 years is about my podcast or some type of promotion for that. I don't really use it that much. I'll use it to like message friends and family back home. That's mm-hmm. about it. I don't post publicly.
1: Yeah. It's funny because I was off it for a decade and I just got back on like a couple of months ago because I got sick of people telling me about the podcasting groups on Facebook that had no other presence elsewhere. And I'm like, why are you only on Facebook? It's the only place I'm not on. So yeah, so I'm back on there, but there's a lot happening on that page.
0: (laughs) I bet. Yeah. I mean, there's there's groups for everything.
1: For everything. And I I like the groups, but the other stuff, the timelines and all of the notifications that pop up, I'm like, go away. I just want the groups right now.
0: Yeah. You know, to be honest, that's part of the reason I moved to Twitter. I just, I secured like Twitter slash Drew Pels years ago, but I never used it. And then four months ago, I started using it and it is so much more fun than Facebook. It really (laughs) is.
1: See, I always thought that. I was always a Twitter girl and it was actually only last year when I kept getting locked out for security reasons that I switched over more so to Instagram because it was just so frustrating to constantly keep having to get back into Twitter. Do like groups and stuff on Twitter and like lists and favorites and not favorites, but like you can compile your stuff.
0: No, I don't do that. No? I write sarcastic one-liners about soccer games because <laughs> uh, yeah. my podcast is about soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So- I just write sarcastic one-liners. I make fun of teams. Yeah. I promote my stuff, like my articles, my podcast, and yeah. that's it. I always interact with people, whether they're listeners or not, but especially mm-hmm. listeners. I always interact with people. I will respond. I will you know, like stuff that I think is funny or art. But I think it's called like. I don't know. So I'll always do that. But yeah, it's so much more fun than Facebook. Why what do you I like think that more? is?
1: Because I mean, you're posting pretty much the same stuff about the podcast. Why do you think it's more fun? What's different?
0: I think it's because you control your feed a lot more on Twitter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: On Facebook, first, you both have to be friends. Or on Twitter, you can just follow them and I'm they don't have to see your stuff. Right. Or vice versa. Like some listeners, they follow me. Right. I don't know what they post because I don't follow them. Right. So I can definitely personalize it much more. Yeah. And. Facebook with their algorithm, they try and tell you what they want you to see. I'm sure a lot of it is in good spirits. Like they're trying to do the right thing. I doubt it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I just want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Sure, but sure, sure. Twitter, it's not like that. It's just purely chronological. So I like Twitter so much more. And for me, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of comedy and Having a very limited number of characters, you have to be very concise with what you say. Mm-hmm. Facebook, you can write a 20-page essay. Yeah. Or Twitter, you really have to get, the, get to the bare bones. Yeah. And so I like that much better.
1: Yeah. No, I do, too. I do, too. It's funny. You can write a lot on Facebook, but you can't put any videos yet. Like, you can do it on Instagram, but you can't put short videos on Facebook. I find that a little not? strange. Like, can you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've uploaded my podcast, the videos on it before really well it goes on the podcast page so it's not on my profile
1: oh okay so yeah, yeah yeah maybe
0: on your personal profile no i i don't know
1: oh okay yeah. no i think you
0: can not because you can live stream i think
1: you can live stream but i've heard that you can't like upload videos
0: Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know.
1: know. I haven't actually even tried. I just, I haven't really been exploring Facebook too much. I'm trying to stay in the groups, but I constantly hearing people bitch about the things they can't do on Facebook. And that was one of the things yeah. they kept saying. I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to get too far into it. I'm not even sure how long I'm going to stay on there. I yeah,
0: don't,
1: I don't know. It's a weird, weird place.
0: I'm all about Twitter. I'm all about people sliding into my DMS.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You've got the terminology down. Are you on Instagram yeah. at all?
0: No, I'm not a big picture guy. I, yeah. I don't like taking pictures. I don't like posting pictures. Yeah. And I don't think many sports fans use Instagram to mm. communicate necessarily mm-hmm. the way they do Twitter. I know some people use Instagram. Yeah. Like if they design like shoes or something like that,
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, what
0: soccer shoes or not, mm-hmm. or tattoo artists that tattoo soccer stuff, then they're on Instagram. It makes sense. Cause you got to see the photos. Yeah. But I think for like sports debate or sports arguing, really,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't think a lot of that goes on on Instagram. I think that it's more on Twitter. Sense.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I didn't realize that. Oh, is this a good time to tell you I'm not a huge sports person? That's fine. Okay.
0: <laughs> you don't have to be. That's not going to hurt my feelings.
1: All right. cool, cool, cool. I just want to put it fine. In there. <laughs>
0: my you. mom doesn't listen to my podcast. She likes sports. She doesn't even listen to my podcast.
1: Oh, did you ever ask her why?
0: She doesn't use the internet. I mean, she has a Facebook, she has email, but she watches TV Mm -hmm. and that's it. Oh yeah. So for my mom, she really likes Jimmy Kimmel. She thinks he's funny. I'll send her a three minute clip of Jimmy Kimmel on YouTube. She won't watch it. Really? She she doesn't watch anything online.
1: Wow.
0: She's going to watch it on TV or not.
1: I kind of wish I was like that because I spend a lot of time watching stuff online.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, I've gone down rabbit holes. I realize it's three in the morning, and I've done nothing in the past five hours.
1: Oh my god, my latest guilty five. pleasure is the mythical morning guys. Do you know these guys? What's
2: that?
0: No. Oh,
1: I have no idea. It just came into my algorithm, and stupid me, I pressed like go. I was like, I'll watch one. It's this YouTube morning show. I don't even. I didn't even know this existed. It's these uh-huh. two guys, and I think Georgia or something, and they have these really weird food-ish kind of things like they'll eat like all these weird fried foods or like weird. I don't know. It's really hard to describe, but mythical morning is the name and they do all kinds of different things. They had this thing where they were both on like stationary bicycles and they were supposed to guess the caloric content of the food that was in front of them. And it was all from, what is that cheesecake factory? So they had to take the food and then pedal to the calorie count they thought it was. And they were kind of racing to see who could get the closest to it. I don't know. It's completely goofy and mindless, but they're funny. It's all hell. I don't even know why.
0: That seems like a very efficient way to get really fat.
1: Yeah, right? Oh my God. Because it
0: sounds great. Oh, we're going to ride the bicycle. Yeah. And then you're going to eat a 15,000 calorie cheesecake.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I I love
0: Cheesecake Factory. That place is amazing.
1: Oh yeah. no. Not exactly the healthiest. Absolutely. And you know what was the highest calorie count? Were the friggin' salads where you think you're doing well. Yeah. The dressing apparently made it all bad.
0: That sounds like McDonald's supersized me.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: (laughs) It should be called McCheesecake Factory.
1: Right? It really, 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 really should. Only with better desserts. So, oh, apple pie though. Well, anyway. So in college, you're on Facebook and you're still reading the sports articles. Are you putting anything online? Like before podcasts, were you writing anything or doing anything online creatively?
0: Creatively, no. Mm -hmm. I would say at that time I was... Like other people like posting like, Oh, go into the Dodger game tonight or putting like some rap lyrics that I thought were cool, mm-hmm. but nothing in terms of my own making really mm-hmm. not, not like I do now. No, it was never a promotion or anything like that.
1: Gotcha. Just this, like the social media post. Yeah. Okay. Was there anything else that you were doing after that? What comes after social media? videos, blogs. No, I didn't.
0: The first thing I ever started doing creatively was this was for like private use, I guess. Mm -hmm. I didn't put this online. was in college. I made some videos, I guess, funny videos. Like my brother, he played college baseball. And so someone got a film of his last at bat, his senior year. I, I wasn't there, but someone took a film of it. And they put it on YouTube and he, mm-hmm. he hit a home run in his last at bat. Yeah. Perfect yeah. ending. And so I pulled the video from YouTube and I put like music to it and I made it like slow down and everything. And mm-hmm. when he made contact at the end was more like congratulatory music and things like that. That's so sweet. So
2: that yeah. A couple
0: others. But that was it. Again, I, you know, I didn't put it online. I guess that was just for us.
1: And you did and that then, you said it a couple of times, but you didn't do that for a long, for many of them.
0: No, you're very sporadic. Okay. And then a couple years ago, me and my girlfriend, we went to, she's Chinese, went mm-hmm. to her, her hometown village. Mm-hmm. And so I made a couple of videos. Like one, we went back for her cousins, newborns. Oh. Like, it's not a baby shower. It's after they're born, I guess, party. Oh,
2: okay. So I made
0: yeah. a video documenting that. And then I did one for Chinese New Year and the same thing like celebrations, what we do, how it all goes down in the village. And then also I made some videos when my brother and his friend were here. I made one about Shanghai, one for Beijing and one for Suzhou, the three cities we went to. Um, But again, that was more just like for fun. I wasn't doing that like, you know what, I'm going to be a video blogger about life in China.
1: You didn't want to be a YouTuber or an influencer or anything? (laughs)
0: Well, sure. I mean, if it can make a billionaire, I would love to. Oh
1: my gosh, right? So those videos were they all private or they were public online
0: oh they're on youtube yeah if you search my name drew Pels, you can go find them yeah but But it's not what i want to do for my line of work and it has nothing to do with my podcast now or my website
1: you bet your ass i looked up drew's youtube channel and it's in the show notes for you and there are quite a few videos in there for us to take a look at again it's not something as he said that he wants to turn into a profession but they are quite interesting I did watch a few they're very nice I love genuine authentic sharing that isn't so polished that you question the information and that's what Drew's videos feel like and honestly that's what his podcast feels like but I'll let him tell you more about his podcast in just a moment but first I want to share with you some other very very authentic people that I adore listening to online and hope to meet in person first. So if you are someone who is thinking about or has been podcasting and you are a woman, you'll want to take a listen to this. If not, you may want to skip ahead a little bit until we get back to Drew's section of the podcast.
0: Hi, this is Jess.
3: And Elsie. And
0: we wanted to take a quick moment to tell you all about the upcoming podcasting event that we created just for women called She Podcasts Live.
3: She Podcast Live is being held this October 10th through 13th in Atlanta, Georgia at the world famous Atlanta Marriott Marquis. And it's going to be an absolute one of a kind experience that caters just to women podcasters and those who are thinking about podcasting.
0: We started with choosing a hotel that not only has amazing ambiance and a four star spa, but hotel rooms with optional aromatherapy, circadian lighting, air purifiers, and an alarm clock that simulates the
3: dawn. We then created Created the content to be chock full of sessions that are specific to women's needs, confidence, fear, supporting women through podcasting, the power of being unique, work life balance, and more. Optional morning yoga sessions. Of course,
0: we'll still have sessions about editing, social media, monetization, and growth, and every session is being taught by a successful woman podcaster who has immense experience and knowledge in their topic of expertise. Some examples. Women from Edison Research, Simple Cat, Podfun,
3: Google Small Business, The Moth, Blueberry, Himalaya, PRX. We've loosened up the schedule for more social and sleeping time and planned some amazing parties. So get out your phone and type podcaster to 66866
0: to learn more about She Podcast Live or go to shepodcastslive.com and we will see you there in Atlanta.
1: Hurry up and do it. I'm actually not going to make it to She Podcast Conference this year, but I'm hoping to go in 2020. That is also something I discussed with Jessica herself when my co-host of Creatively Complicated Summer, hi Summer, when Summer and I interviewed her for that Creatively Complicated Podcast. That episode is actually coming out now. If you're listening to Drew's episode, that also means that the episode with jessica on creatively complicated is out as well they're both coming out on the same day check that out you know what else you should check out the rest of this interview let's get back to drew so from 2009 till now it's about 10 years so would you yeah don't
0: remind me oh sorry no it's actually you know my my 10-year high school reunion is coming up it's so weird to think that i don't feel like i graduated high school 10 years ago
1: Oh, it it just speeds up, but far be it for me to be the grumpy old person. <laughs> but it also gets better, so well, you know, you give and take. So, in that time period, has there been anything else you've been doing online other than what we've already talked about?
0: Yeah, I mean, I pretty much do everything online. I mean, if it's apply for jobs, if it's work online, yeah. I mean, everything I've done, you know, like those online master classes for different things, and I'm pretty much online not all day mm-hmm. but if it's anything related to work I'm online yeah. almost if it's for entertainment I'm online yeah I, I have never paid a cable bill in my life
2: oh, I cable haven't even TV. Had, mm, yeah. yeah
0: and I've never had in college I guess TV was in the dorm room yeah. but I didn't have a TV so I couldn't watch it I, okay. the only time I've I have TV is mm-hmm. when I've gone back like to visit my mom and yeah I think that's it everything's online. I think that's the way of the future.
1: Oh yeah. Similar to what you said, my parents had like TVs in every room, but I was never really a huge TV person. And when I moved out and lived on my own, I was just like, okay, if the TV's in the apartment, that's fine. But I never went and consciously sought one out. And I only started watching TV programs when they started to come online. And most of that is just streaming like a series at a time kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, even now, you know, you can watch everything online, like two and a half men pre Ashton Kutcher. Mm -hmm. I watched them all just watch it online or how I met your mother. I've watched it online exactly. like two full times.
1: Yeah. No, we have giant like TV screens in our apartment and we hang stuff on it like to cover it up because we, yeah. you know, computers, tablets, and phones to watch TV.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have an HDMI cable and I do like to plug that into the TV.
1: For movies. Yeah. 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 We to do watch this. movies
0: or to watch games. I do prefer that Yeah. rather than a laptop, but That's true. That's I'm true. not going to pay for cable.
1: No. Oh, heck no. Well, why do you even need to? Like occasionally when the internet's really fighting us, we'll pay like $2 for a movie. But generally speaking, we'll just find most stuff online. Yeah. Uh, geographically, you said you were born and raised in Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. When did you leave the U.S. for the first time?
0: For travel, we went on a family trip mm-hmm. in 2002.
1: Okay. We went
0: to Australia and New Zealand for two weeks and that was awesome.
1: For two weeks. Okay. But yeah. we're, I don't think that would. Did that affect what you were doing online at all?
0: No, okay. not at all.
1: Yeah. So we're going to skip and, Canada and Australia. Okay, yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, fine, yeah. <laughs> and so it was the first time then, like long term, when you came to China?
0: Yeah. China has been the only place I've lived outside the US and anywhere I've been more than 15 days.
1: How'd you end up in China?
0: So I'm a big fan of economics and finance. Aha. And. In college, Mm -hmm. or still now, I'm I'm a fan of this guy. His name is Peter Schiff. Mm
2: -hmm. He's
0: a stockbroker by day, Mm -hmm. but he's huge in like media. He does TV, he does radio, podcasts, all that stuff. Yeah. And he was a big proponent of China. And this Mm -hmm. was, you know, 2010, 12, 15 this time. Always talking about like the Chinese economy, the opportunity, and all of that good stuff. Yeah. And so I started looking into it. And Between my junior and senior years of college, there was a program at Oregon State University where I went. Mm -hmm. You could go to Beijing for the summer. I chose not to do it Mm
2: -hmm. because
0: I was not going to graduate on time. Mm -hmm. So I instead took the summer classes, graduated in four years. I'm the only person I know, well, excluding my brother and a couple of, of his friends. I don't know anyone my age that graduated in four years. I'm the only one. And so... I graduated. It's not
1: common anymore, is it? Yeah. Yeah,
0: not at all. And so I graduated. I, this whole time, I'm listening to this guy, Peter Schiff, and I was so intrigued. And mm-hmm. 2014, I had a colleague who, why am I saying colleague? A coworker. worker It's my <laughs> habit coming up. <out>. My coworker. worker
2: <laughs> he, uh,
0: he had just done a year abroad in China, and he was telling me about it. And it was always in the back of my mind. I want to go. I want to move out. I want to move abroad. Yeah. And so I applied through the same program that he did and moved here.
1: Nice. Wow, wow, wow. And you've been here continuously since
0: 2015. Kind of. Well, since 2015, yeah. So, oh, this is a great story. You ready for this one? Yeah. So I'm not going to use any names or company names. So 2015, in the spring, Mm -hmm. I moved to Chongqing, which is in Western China. Yep. First of all, I thought this was a fake place. I thought I was getting scammed.
1: You thought Chongqing? Why?
0: That's the most stereotypical sounding name I've ever heard. Okay. Chongqing? Ching Chong? I mean, well, you can look that it up online, fake. right? Okay, but when I got the email and they're like, oh yeah, pay us $1,500 for the finder's fee and Whoa. you can go to Chongqing. It was like a placement agency. They get you a job, they get you an apartment. All that.
1: Ew. No. Yeah. I-
0: but I mean, they are providing the service. And when we moved there, the hotel, they paid for the meals. So it's not, you know, all for, uh, there is some method to the madness.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah. So I get this email that says, oh, pay us 1500 bucks, and you can go to Chongqing. I'm like, yeah, this is a scam. <laughs> and, then I, and then I looked, there's like 30 million people in this city. Mm-hmm. And so, so I got there and after a month, I didn't get paid on time. Mm-hmm. I was lied to several times by the company.
2: Oh gosh. Yeah. And
0: in my apartment. I don't know if you knew this before you went abroad, but I didn't know that there are squat toilets. I had never heard of this mm-hmm. before. I, and so they gave me they like they showed me the apartment, like, here's your place. And there's just a hole in the ground in the bathroom.
1: Oh, in the apartment itself? Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I had no idea that was a thing. And I said to them, I was like, there's no toilet. And they're like, yeah, this just right there. So I had no idea. No. So that was a nightmare. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know how to squat. I went to the supermarket and bought like a bucket and mm-hmm. just cut out holes painstakingly with scissors. Yeah. And then after like three days, because it's plastic, it would break.
2: Yeah.
0: And I had to go get another one and do it again.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Then, no, yeah, nothing. this was a nightmare. I've never had a place in Asia where the apartment one... I've heard of them, but I've always had a Western toilet in my apartment. But I've been to plenty of buildings and and malls and especially places where I work where it there's... Yeah, that's the only option. Oh, wow. That's a quick learning curve, isn't it? Yeah.
0: (laughs) And so after a month... You know, I went to them and I was like, hey, can we change this? Can we do that? The school? How about this? How about that? Yeah. And they kind of always brushed me to the side. I was the only non-Chinese person working there. Ooh. So I had no one to talk to. And even the other teachers, yeah. their English wasn't great. So a yep. lot of times things got lost in translation. Yep. And so there's all these problems. I didn't get paid on time. And I told them, I said, you know what? I'm going to quit. Like, I don't want to keep working here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I had already started going on interviews at other companies. I had a job offer. I had some part-time offers. So I was like, I think I'll be able to rough it on my own. Yeah. And they said, you can't quit. I said, what are you talking about? I said, I, I quit. I don't like it here. Why would I stay?
1: Mm-hmm. And they
0: said, well, you can't quit. Why? If you quit, we're going to throw you in jail and then we'll sue you. I said, what? what? You got to be kidding me. I said, no, that, that's not the way it works. And she was dead serious. The lady who told me. But it's not and the way it
1: works. What can they do? Like hold your release letter or something? Like your exit letter?
0: Well, sure. But I don't want to end up in a jail cell cut into like a dirt wall and getting served three goops of three servings of goop every day. So I was like, I'm not doing this. So I called C-Trip and I booked a flight home and went back to the US. I'm not taking a risk of going to you know, federal Chinese jail. So I went home and never contacted that company again. And the way I looked at it was I'm not going to let you know, a few bad people or like a terrible work situation. I'm not going to let that ruin everything for me about, oh, like, yeah. you know, obviously a huge country, yeah. you know, lots of cities and people.
2: Sure, sure, um, sure.
0: And so after a few months, I was working in the U S again and saved up a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. And so I applied to new jobs. And this time I was not going through a recruiting agency. Mm-hmm. I was going directly through the company and I wanted to go through like a big international company Mm-hmm. And they would, you know, sponsor the visa and yeah. take care of everything. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going through an agency again.
1: Wise choice, yeah. I'm sure there are, there may be okay agencies and whatnot, but I've heard so many horror stories that yeah. I, I think you made the right decision going through a big organization. Well, again, though, you know,
0: my my coworker was the one who had done it, and so I was like, oh, great! Like he went through it; it must be fine. He survived, so that's why. Like this agency sounds like trustworthy, and it was an American company.
1: Well, okay, but let's backtrack a little bit because you did—you went from the U.S. to China for two months. Did you say how long were you in Chongqing? Uh,
0: about a month. About a month. A month and, and a half. And back
1: to the yeah. U.S. In that shift back and forth, did you notice any changes in what you were doing online?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. When I went to Chongqing, I had a VPN, mm-hmm. but it crashed,
2: um,
1: and
0: the app on my computer got like corrupted. Oh no. So I couldn't get online anymore. I couldn't, I didn't have a VPN to then go get another VPN.
1: Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I
0: was stuck on my laptop. I had no VPN. The only, I couldn't get on YouTube, no Facebook, no nothing, uh, only on my phone. Yikes. And then my phone, the charging port broke mm-hmm. and I couldn't get that fixed. So then I had no VPN on anything.
2: Oh, so I was yeah. stuck. yeah. Yeah.
0: Thankfully this was close to when I ended up uh leaving. Sure. But I want to say for probably about ten days or so,
2: mm-hmm.
0: no YouTube, no Facebook. The only thing I could read was like sports articles pretty much.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: That's... Yeah, it was a little tough.
1: Yeah. Well, you said you had studied Spanish. Did you ever study Mandarin before you came?
0: Nope.
1: Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't really an option to switch to local websites to <laughs> get similar stuff. Yeah, wow. Not
0: not doing that.
1: Wow. 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 That's a rough 10 days.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was okay. I, well, so what I did was I had a girl who came on the same program, but worked at a different school. Mm -hmm. She actually ended up living across the street from me. Mm -hmm. So I went to her house and I tried to like get a new VPN and I tried to get it all like reset up and everything. So I I was able to get it on. I got a a new phone, like just an old one.
2: Yeah. Uh, So I was able to get it
0: on there. Okay. But on my computer, nothing. So yeah, after about like 10 days, I was okay. And then yeah. a few days after that, I ended up leaving.
1: Yeah, I'm grumpy enough with a few hours. Like anytime I'm trying to do something, <laughs> if I can't get on to whatever website or anything, I'm just like, this is not okay.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, I, I go nuts.
1: It's not. I'm already
0: evolving and I'm making the process quicker.
1: Yeah. And it's not even that I need my home country stuff. I just need information. I just need Stuff And I can't yeah. read Mandarin well enough to, if the information were available on their websites, I can't even read
2: it that well yet.
0: Well, so actually for me, I don't like to say need because it is it is a want, but mm-hmm. for sake of, you know, lack of a better word, I do need US specific mm-hmm. access because for sports, mm-hmm. everything is broadcast on TV.
2: Uh, so yeah.
0: the only way you can access it is, even if it's online, is by mm-hmm. being in that country. Right. So for example, the English Premier League, it's yeah. in America, it's only on NBC. Okay. And in England, it's on BT Sky. In China, it's on whatever, CCTV5, I think. Right. right? So if I'm on a Chinese like server, I cannot access NBC soccer. I can't. Obviously YouTube, but you have to connect to a, a US server. Like if you connect to a Hong Kong server, you can't watch NBC soccer coverage. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: So
0: I actually do need like Country specific stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Yikes. Well, then I hope what we were talking about earlier gets cleared up by tomorrow. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I hope so too. Cause yeah. tonight is the return of the champions league. The second leg. Oh, and
2: no.
0: Yeah. So that comes back uh, tonight and tomorrow. And I mean, thankfully there's like streams and stuff on Reddit and other sites. Yeah. So you can get it. And yeah. I will watch other countries feeds. Like I'll watch a British feed. I prefer the American feed. Right. Like NBC Sports, I think they do a fantastic job covering soccer. I think it's amazing. They don't do Champions League, which is tonight. Unfortunately, it's TNT. Mm-hmm. And I think their coverage sucks. It is awful.
1: What's so bad about it?
0: They're very unprofessional. And I don't mean like they don't know what they're talking about. They have very inexperienced broadcasters. So the host... Kate Abdo, she's fantastic. She's really good. She's been doing soccer coverage for years, sports coverage and, and everything. So she's really good. But the people they brought on were almost all of them are former US national team players mm-hmm. and most of them are in their infancy of broadcasting. So like their timing isn't very good. They're not great at at making the argument and they also yeah. have another guy who's he's Dutch and his English isn't great, so he can't really he can't respond well to someone. Like, he has his prepared remarks, and that's kind of it. Like, timing isn't good. They have a basketball player, Steve Nash, is one of the analysts, which makes no sense. So, like, it's just not a great production. And then, so a couple weeks ago, when the Champions League was on, they do these remote segments that mm-hmm. I really like. They have a reporter go to the city where games are, if it's in Rome or if it's in Lisbon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And those are really cool. I really enjoy those. They started the remote segment. There was no sound. You see his mouth moving, no words. No. And then about ninety seconds in, two minutes in, the sound cut out.
2: Oh. So
0: they cut back to the studio. You know, we're having technical difficulties, and so they what? they finished out the segment. You know, mm-hmm. put out the fire, but mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been happening in the first place. Yeah, their their coverage is awful.
1: Yeah, like shouldn't they test that stuff out before they even start?
0: Well, one would hope. You know, I understand. TV production is much more complicated than press play. Like I get it.
1: Of course, Um, but there's still...
0: Yeah, it should be figured out.
1: (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about your podcast some more. When did you start to do that? Did you start that before you came to China or after?
0: No, that was here. So November 2017, Mm -hmm. did the first episode of my podcast On the Counter. Mm -hmm. And I do it every Tuesday and Wednesday still now. So I talk major news and stories in mainly the Premier League and the Champions League.
1: Mad props for doing more than one episode a week. That's hard. Oh,
0: thank you. Well, luckily for me, it's it's just me. It's a 30-minute monologue of me enjoying my own voice is really yeah. what it
1: oh. is. <laughs> yeah, but even so, there's still a process that needs to happen before it goes live. So that's yeah. that's, that's hard. And so why did you start it? Because you've you're clearly been following soccer for a long time before that.
0: So... My mother has always told me since I was a child that I should be a lawyer mm-hmm. because I love to argue and I'll never shut up. <laughs> so okay. I've always had the gift of gab. And so in 2017,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I got, I say fired. Mm-hmm. My job says that, that we ended my contract Ay- because I guess we didn't fire me. But I, I had a coworker there who I became friends with. Mm-hmm. And he's a big soccer fan also. And we used to always talk soccer in the office and you know i was leaving and he wasn't mm-hmm. so we're like oh well, let's let's start a show now it's just me this was when was this last year after the world cup we parted ways i mean it was amicable like we're, we're still friends we don't uh, hate each other or anything like that sure. mm-hmm. but yeah so it just started because i wanted to continue talking soccer with him yeah and then for myself i'm pretty good at making an argument i think usually i'm very unique in what i say mm-hmm. most of the things i say I do not hear on you know the the big time shows that come from like ESPN or Sky or anything like that. So I think that I provide a very unique take on different issues.
1: Yeah, when you started to make the podcast, who did you think would be your
0: listeners? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, of course, not understanding anything about marketing and niches, everyone. <laughs> uh, but as, as I've learned about it, my core audience that I have and that I want Mm -hmm. is U.S. soccer fans. And most U.S. soccer fans are between, or probably under the age of 35.
2: Mm.
0: However, most people in college, they, not that I sell anything right now, Mm -hmm. but if I wanted them to be customers, whether it was, you know, Patreon subscribers, or if I sold merchandise, most college kids are not going to buy that. Right. So it's not that I don't value them, but to me, that's not really a part of my audience. Mm -hmm. I prefer like 25 to 35 American fans who enjoy the Premier League and the Champions League. And a lot of American fans now are getting bigger into MLS, which is the American League. Mm -hmm. I don't really watch that. So Mm -hmm. if like there's an American between 25 and 35 and, you know, they're hyper focused on MLS, Mm -hmm. like great, good for them, but my show is definitely not for them. If right. they're a U.S. national team fan, then I would say yes, because I do discuss uh, American players and U.S. national team. I just wrote an article. This was last week. It was, God, I want to say it was like 3,000 words or something. It was a very long article.
2: Yeah. and
0: It's on my website, which people can go get. But I was arguing about like U.S. soccer and what they should be doing with a tournament for next year. They proposed a tournament with them and the nations in South America. Mm-hmm. Now, since then, the South American Confederation has come out and said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to participate. But even before they announced that, I had said that was the wrong move to make. And instead, they should invite the top teams from Africa and Asia. Mm -hmm. And so I argued about why that's more beneficial for the team, why that is more beneficial for U.S. soccer, why that's a better tournament for fans to watch. So I wrote up this whole thing. So U.S and national team fans, even if they don't like the Premier League mm-hmm. or Champions League, I think my podcast is still for them.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, we talked about who you thought your audience would be. Who did they turn out to be? Who are you hearing from?
0: It's a lot of the same in that 25 to 35 age range. I will gotcha. say one thing through the power of Twitter mm-hmm. is I do have some listeners now from Europe. I don't know which country in the UK, but they're in the UK. I know that. Mm-hmm. And it's not a lot of it. It's a very small percentage but I've started to have more interaction with them. Some of them are also fellow podcasters. So I have a little bit of that, which is good, but I never expect anyone from Europe to listen to an American talk about soccer. That's
1: that's pretty cool. So I'm a podcaster. Drew's a podcaster. Do you know who else is a podcaster? That would be Michael Ramos. Michael hosts the Democrats' Abroad Hispanic Caucus Podcast. And he's an American doing his master's program in Australia, in Melbourne, Australia. He reached out to me to see if I could help spread the word about his master's thesis. He has a study that he really needs your help with. This is a study just on American expats. So if you're not an American expat, you might want to fast forward about two minutes. I'll let Michael tell you a bit more. And then I'll come back with a couple more comments.
3: Hi guys, thanks for your attention. My name is Michael Ramos and I'm an American currently living in Melbourne, Australia. So I wanted to let everyone know that I'm actually in the middle of conducting a study and I could sure use your guys' help. So in short, I've started an online survey open to all Americans living abroad who are at least 18 years old. The overall goal of my study is to better understand that unique relationship between American expats and the United States Congress. And so, if there are any listeners here who are, in fact, voting-aged Americans living abroad, and wouldn't mind taking a few minutes of their time to participate in my study, please consider clicking on the link provided to access the survey. I really, really appreciate it. I've been enjoying the Geopaths podcast, and I hope you've been enjoying it too. Thanks for your time.
1: The study is actually going to stop soon, and then he's going to write his thesis. Michael has already promised to come on the podcast in 2020 when he's done analyzing and writing up his research, and he's going to report back to us and tell us what he found out about American expats... And what they reported as their relationship with their government, with our government, I should say <laughs> that should tell you a little bit about my current relationship with my government is um, I'm feeling a bit detached right now. But that's neither here nor there. What is here and there is the rest of Drew's conversation. Let's jump back in. How are you not a sports journalist?
0: You know, no one has hired me. That's why.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because you're it seems like you know so much about this stuff and you're so passionate about it. And I just well well thank
0: you first. Why I don't want to be a journalist. I'm an opinionist. So right a journalist is gonna go into the locker room and try and get a scoop on some inside story or if there is like some calamity between teams like they're going to report the mm. facts of what happened and, and great. Like I'm going to go and read those,
2: sure.
1: but
0: that's not what I want to do. I'm but an opinion
1: in some forms of, of journalism and I don't know about the sports sector. So forgive me there, but in some forms of journalism, you'll have people who just report the news in that industry like that, but then you'll have people that'll do the longer form analysis stuff that it sounds like you do. Does that exist in sports?
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do. There's that. lots of guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there's kind of two things to it. Mm. You have almost every game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, this is for what I read about English football. If you look at like Italian or Spanish, I'm, I'm not sure.
2: Sure.
0: But in English football, almost every game, you have usually like three articles written about it. One of them is like almost like just a news report. Sure. At this moment, the player scored. At this time, a player subbed off. Yeah. yeah. You also have, it's like a ratings article. And there's one for each team. So that each player, he gets a 7 out of 10. He did this well. He did that poorly. Okay. And then you will also have an article that talks like bigger storylines. And so mm-hmm. that's usually what I do more. Right. And so that is more opinionated. Right. And then, of course, you do have other articles where they talk about, oh, the manager at the press conference said this. Right. That's a journalist. Yeah, Those yeah. are not really articles, though. They're really short. Mm-hmm. They're usually just a few hundred words, sure. and so again, I read them, but that's mm-hmm. not what I'm interested in writing.
1: Sure, sure, of course, of course. I, I'm not downplaying your podcast and saying you should stop that and go work for somebody else. I'm just. Oh, no, I understand. It's just clear that you've got a passion for this, and damn it, more people should hear you and read you and all that kind of good stuff.
0: Oh, believe me, I'm trying. I, I've <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I've, I've sent emails with like sample writings to yeah. like you know, different major companies and said, hey, this is what I write about. I think your audience would like it.
2: Yeah.
0: I think like it's it's something unique, you know, check it out and and email me back. And some of them had said, no thanks, we're you know full of staff. Some of them don't respond. So I mean I'm trying. I just learned on Twitter that like hashtags Mm. are like trending, I guess. Mm. And so if I put hashtag Chelsea football club, Mm -hmm. anyone can search Chelsea football club. Mm -hmm. And they can find what I posted. Yes. So recently, I've started including that for my articles, for my podcast posts. Mm -hmm. And I've gained, I mean, less than 10, but like a handful of followers since then. Nice. So I guess that's working. Yeah. And I tried like tweeting at reporters and be like, hey, check this out.
1: Something you might want to know. I just learned about this last week called Hashtag Generator. And what it does, it's a free website. And you put in, like, one of the keywords you're thinking of using, like, keywords are basically mm-hmm. hashtags, and then it will give you, of all the words people are using, like, similar to that, it'll give you the oh, wow. one people are using the most. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. So take that for what you will. I used it on one post last. I'm terrible with this stuff, but I heard that. So I experimented with it. It worked well, and then I stopped using it for some reason. but yeah, it seems to pick up on what people are doing in like real time. And then that's what it shows you. So it's always changing.
0: Yeah. 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 But yeah, I wrote that down. I'm going to check it out after we do this.
1: No, it's really, really cool. I'm sure they have a paid version with some other services, but I like using the free stuff.
0: Well, yeah, If it's free. Give me three.
1: Yeah. And I just made all $5 off of podcasting last year. So I need the free stuff.
0: There you go. That's, that's a big increase. Yeah. you know that's one thing is working for myself Mm -hmm. so I don't make money off of podcasting either Mm -hmm. not yet and so I also work as a teacher for myself yeah and when it comes to US taxes I am like you know an independent contractor yeah and since I have two businesses essentially Mm -hmm. I hope I'm getting this right take it with a grain of salt no one take my advice I'm not an accountant but from my understanding yeah, is the two businesses you aggregate the profit and loss Mm -hmm. and so the losses on podcasting reduce my was it, net or gross, whatever income from teaching because it's aggregated.
1: That is really clever.
0: I mean, I, I didn't clever. start it for that purpose. I didn't go into it to lose money, but from my understanding, that's the way it works. So that helps.
1: So for the fans that have contacted you of your podcast, have you ever met any of them in person? My brother. That doesn't count. You knew him before the podcast.
0: Yeah, but he's a big fan. He's a true fan. <laughs> He's he's part of my one thousand true fans. He. Uh, <laughs>
1: but you knew him beforehand.
0: <laughs> that's how great of a salesman I am. He's my brother, and even he still listens.
1: Uh, okay. So props. <laughs> for no, getting I, I to listen, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
0: because oh, sure, yeah, I would, yeah. I mean, if someone is going to you know come up to me and tell me like I love your podcast, I love your show, yeah, of course, I would love to. Say hi if they wanted a picture. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I know some people like movie stars or comedians. They don't like that, and Mm -hmm. that's fine. Like they probably had bad experiences or bad run-ins with people. Mm -hmm. But until that happens, I would love to meet anyone who's a fan. Yeah. Not saying I'm gonna become best friends with them, but yeah, sure.
1: Just to meet some people, do like meetups or hangouts with their fans or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would do that. I would do like a like a game watch or something with you know like fellow i'm a chelsea supporter so
2: yeah, yeah, fellow
0: yeah chelsea fans or something but you know being here like most of my audience is back in america so i, I just don't really have the opportunity to meet them Yeah, that's
1: true so okay so you, you went to china for a month you went back to the u.s you came back to china in the second shift from the u.s to china did you notice any big differences in what you were doing online not really. Like coming in the second time, like you. Were yeah, playing.
0: the second time I did, and it was solid. And no, I mean, I guess I just continued
2: mm-hmm.
0: on a bigger scale, like more and more online.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I would say, I listen to way more podcasts now than I did the first time I came here, or when I did, or when I was in college. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a big thing now. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, some of them are sports. Some of them are like business and learning about economics. Some of them are like marketing or, or different things. Mm-hmm. So I, I do that a lot more as I listen to podcasts. Like when I, when I cook, I listen mm-hmm. to podcasts. If I'm uh, driving to work, I listen to a podcast
2: mm-hmm.
1: where
0: I would say, yeah, like when I first came back here, mm-hmm. I was listening to a lot more music when I would do stuff. So that's changed.
1: Yeah. How many podcasts do you subscribe to? Oh, <laughs> at
0: least 15. 15? Yeah, I don't listen to all of them.
2: What?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So like here, I'll give you an example. So like Joe Rogan, I probably only listen to like 20 or 30% of of them.
1: Well, yeah, they're three hours long.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, even just based on like the person, you know, if he's like got like a hunter on there, I'm not going to listen to it. But if he's got like a comedian, sure, you know, great entertainment. They're funny guys. There are some sports podcasts where I'm subscribed, but they only release like once a month. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even really take that much time. Yeah. And there's actually a really cool game show podcast. I, I featured on there and I won. Ah. It's a soccer podcast. And What's so I listened has? to that one. It's called Who Kicked the Corner Flag?
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: It's No, it's a really fun game show. It. Yeah. it I mean, it's a podcast, yeah. but it is a game show. You have to answer questions to earn points. There's guessing games. You have to decide if a rumor is true or false. Yeah, Yeah, it's really fun. That sounds like and a lot
1: of fun. I haven't heard are there are there many podcasts like that? I haven't heard
0: not that I know of. That's the only sports game show podcast I know of. <laughs> but that one's That's really cool.
1: That's very cool.
0: Yeah. And yeah. it's really professionally done. Like they have the host who introduces the the guys and he mm-hmm. will, you know, direct the conversation a certain way. Mm-hmm. He will come up with the true and false questions. Mm-hmm. They have music during the guessing time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's really, really cool. So that one, it's once a week. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I hope they're not listening to this. Sometimes I skip over the analysis part
2: because yeah. I just yeah, that's fun. either it's, <laughs> for me
0: it's boring or I just don't want to hear it. Like I, I already have my opinions.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah, yeah. they are not
0: going to tell me anything I didn't think of already. Um, started, but like the, the guessing, started guessing started. game part is my favorite. Which one? The guessing games part, like when they play. So they have one game where you have to guess if a rumor is true or false gotcha. about a team or player. And yeah, so that for me, it's like, yeah, is that true? Like I have to think about it. So those are my funny. favorite parts of it. Yeah.
1: So funny, so funny. I've really started to appreciate, I have a lot more than 50. I was a big podcast listener way before I started making one. And I really appreciate people when they have the show notes with the time where you can like see the description and the time and just oh, yeah. click on it in the show notes. I will never do this for my podcast, but I appreciate people that do do it. So I can skip to the sections I want. Yeah. It's hard to get through all of them having that many and I, but I hate to miss stuff. So I'll be like trying to go to sleep, but like, no, I have to get to the end of this podcast first or like, wait, yeah,
0: wait. I feel the same way. It's like five more minutes.
1: Yeah. Five more minutes. No. How can I be at work already? I need five more minutes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. When I, dri- when I drive to work, like I have, cause I have podcasts in the queue Yeah, and so I'll click the next one. It's like, Oh, it's, it's going to take me one hour to drive there. I'll yeah. listen to two 30 minute podcasts. Oh yeah. I time it out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I used to listen to a lot of podcasts while I was doing stuff online, but now that I'm doing podcast editing, that cuts into my podcast listening time.
0: Yeah. So I can't do that. Thing. If I'm reading or if yeah. I'm writing an article or I, I can't listen oh, to no, a I'm
1: writing. Yeah. Writing would be hard, but just like catching up on stuff online or answering like quick emails or just doing like very light internet stuff. I used to be able to listen to podcasts, but I can't do it
2: anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: We have some questions that some previous guests thought they, or said they would like to hear answers from future guests. here you're, is now present. Um, sure. What's The one thing that you wish you could do online that does not exist yet.
0: Oh, geez. That's a good question. I wish that I could do not currency trading. Cause you, you can do that. But I wish that I could, like, if, if I travel to Hong Kong or somewhere else, like, I wish I could just do everything online, mm. get it done, and then go get some cash.
2: Because
0: mm. I pay for everything in cash. I do not use WeChat. I do not what? use a credit card. Oh, You're I pay cash it. everything. No. Why? Because I don't need to be tracked more than I already am. Ah. And mm. it's not your money. It's WeChat's money. If you try and withdraw it to your bank account, they charge you a fee. Yeah, they do. So I don't, yeah, I, I pay rent in cash. I bought my e-bike in cash. I pay everything in cash. Wow. Yeah. So I, I wish I could, you know, obviously I know I understand there's like logistical things to this, mm-hmm. but I wish there was some way that I could like just change it from RMB to dollars, or RMB to, to mm-hmm. Hong Kong dollars, and then just go into the bank and do it or wherever. But unfortunately now you can't. And it doesn't make any sense. Like if you mm-hmm. do it online, they yeah. charge you a fee. I know. Like. There's nobody riding the Pony Express with $10,000 where they can get robbed. Like they literally just click enter, but then they charge you $12. It doesn't make any sense.
1: It's truly crazy. Transferring money internationally is such a crazy experience.
0: There's actually a company. I I just do this because I don't have the need for it nor the funding, but there's a company I haven't looked at in a year, so maybe it's changed. I think it's called Gold Money. Okay. And so... You have your, your bank account with them mm-hmm. is denominated in grams and ounces of gold.
1: Oh, wow.
0: So I can <laughs> send them dollars. Yeah. Right. And my bank account goes up in grams of gold.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I can send it to somebody in, you know, I don't know, Israel and they yeah. can get shares, but it's all traded at the weight of gold. Therefore, you're mm-hmm. not really losing in currency exchange fees and things like that. Yeah. But- yeah.
1: I just, I'm so suspicious of stuff like that. Like, I'm like, okay, can I see a picture of my part of
2: whatever gold? What
0: is it well, Yeah. So, it, I mean, I would say it's like a bank in that they don't have, you know, a little pile. This is Steph's, this is Drew's. They, they don't do that. But they are fully backed, like with vaults in Singapore and wow. Hong Kong and yeah. Canada and different places. Yeah. At least they say. I mean, originally, you know, hundreds of years ago, banks also said that, you know, the notes were fully backed and then they weren't. So, yeah, I guess I don't. really.
1: It's all. That's all so tricky. Oh, okay. Here's a question we just got earlier from earlier today. What would you do if you didn't have the internet anymore?
0: Oh, geez, that is a really good question. I don't know because I mean, I mean, essentially, without the internet, like you're going back in time.
1: Yeah, you are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I
0: mean, here, I mean, I guess I'd go buy a TV or something. But God, I have no idea how to answer that question. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really can't imagine living without the internet. And, you know, the crazy thing is I don't really use my phone that much for, like, internet. I, I use my computer for everything.
1: I am the complete opposite to that. Wow, why?
0: Well, number one, I don't like to read on, you know, a tiny screen.
2: That's
1: true. I'd
0: rather see it on my computer, and especially to watch games. I don't, I don't want to watch it on my phone. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess when I got online, it was on a laptop or, I guess, desktop and so I just continue with that. I would much rather type a Google search on a keyboard mm-hmm. than on my phone. Mm. And I think, well, another reason I've had my phone for five years now. Wow. So it's, yeah. It's an I, I have a iPhone five C and yeah, it's got a couple of cracks in the side and I've had oh, to replace okay. the screen a couple of times. I mean this, this, it freezes three times a day. It takes me 25 minutes to write a five word email and respond to somebody oh. on my phone. It's awful. Yes. But for the basic things I need to send messages, look at the maps. I mean, it's fine. It, it works. Right. And I can still download podcasts and everything. So it's fine for me for that.
1: You mentioned not using WeChat for the money functions. Do you use WeChat for a lot of the other functions?
0: Only messaging. I don't post on moments or anything like that.
2: Okay. Yeah. How?
0: <laughs> well, I, I think it's the same. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't post on Facebook on my wall either. Okay. So. I'm not, I'm not definitely not going to do it on WeChat Moments.
1: So it sounds and like most of your social media presence is connected to the podcast. Is that right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Okay. Why do you post personal stuff in any of these places? Was that a decision? Because nobody
0: cares what I have to say. Oh, they don't. Nobody cares. You know, actually, I'm pretty sure that's on my Facebook profile. Hmm. I wrote that like ten years ago. I'm hmm. almost positive it's still there. I wrote like in the about me section, Mm -hmm. you actually don't care what I have to say. And I'm almost positive that's still there. But
2: even
1: the people that you're keeping in contact with internationally, you truly think that they don't want to know what you're going to say?
0: Well, I I talk to them. Like, those are my friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we message. I don't post for the whole world to see.
2: Oh,
0: uh, okay. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll send them a message and we'll talk for, you know, 20 minutes or yeah. we'll chat on Facebook video for, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I talk to them directly. I'm not one of those guys who will like keep in touch with everyone from high school. Mm-hmm. No, I have, you know, my, my four or five good friends that I still talk to and, and, and my mom and my brother, obviously, but that's it. Like I don't catch up with people from high school or or people from college like, oh, hey, what you've been doing the last eight years? None of your fucking business. That's what it is.
1: <laughs> okay. So you use the technology to talk to people one-on-one, not so much to yeah. tons of stuff into the world. Exactly. That was like a good decision. I mean, was that a decision you made early on or did you kind of over post and then pull back?
0: No, it wasn't that I was over posting. I just kind of didn't see a point in it mm. because you know, I have all these friends on Facebook, great mm-hmm. friends, but like reading their stuff, I'm like, I don't care what they have to say. Yeah. And I thought, well, they probably don't care what I have to say. The only thing I care about is seeing hot girls put bikini photos. That's yeah. all I care about.
1: I can't believe you're not on Instagram if that's true. I know.
0: I know. My I believe it
1: is <sighs> <laughs> Although you said you have a girlfriend, so it's probably good that you're not on Instagram looking at that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, not anymore. I was, when we went to the village, girlfriend at the time. Yeah.
1: Oh, Um, okay. Well, in that case, you might want to get on Instagram because... Yeah, I know, right? Oh my God. Like every time I post something about the podcast, they keep following me and I look at who's following me to see if I want to follow them back. And like half the time it's people selling t-shirts or no, like a third of the time, like one third, it's people that I, you know, do have a common interest in. The second third is people in women in bikinis doing all kinds of pictures that I'm not really into. And the third kind is people selling t-shirts on Instagram. Yeah. So there's that. I
0: I mean, you don't have to have an account. Like you can just go on Instagram and search them and find them. I'm sure they can like make it private or whatever, but you don't need to have an account. So I, I can still go.
1: That's very true. But you can also not only search for hashtags, but you can follow hashtags.
0: Like hashtag big butts or something like that.
1: Something like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, on my on my podcast Facebook page, the was it the cover photo, the the long one, mm. the cover photo. It's a Russian hockey player
2: mm-hmm.
1: who
0: is damn near naked on the trainer's table.
1: Whoa, okay, yes, she yeah. is.
0: She's a model. Yeah.
1: How fucking tall is she? Oh my god! <laughs> I know that's yeah, what so. Know. I'm old. <laughs>
0: here, I'll tell you what happened. So she's a. I don't know if she's an athlete or a TV presenter because I've seen. Pictures of her doing both. But the story came out that a soccer team, the one in the picture, Spartak Moscow,
2: mm-hmm. who
0: I am now their biggest supporter. This is what the report was. They tweeted or Instagrammed or whatever, this mm-hmm. photo of their athlete. And this was sexist and everything. Well, it turns out she put it on her Instagram first. Yeah. And then the team like just reposted it or whatever. Right, right, right. And she's got tons of photos. Yeah. Like, in the same way like in bikinis and modeling and stuff yeah. like that and she even said in an interview she's like no it's not sexist like she's like I've worked years countless hours to have this body yeah, yeah I'm gonna show it off and They're so fine. I was like yeah it works for me
1: yeah <laughs> see so you could follow her on Instagram I'm sure she has yeah. some pictures. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not I don't y- work Yulia
0: right. Yushikova yeah. Yulia <laughs> Yushikova
1: Drew, it seems yeah. like your online activities didn't really change when you moved around from country to country.
0: Not That's really. No. I mean, just the only difference is it takes longer because of a VPN.
2: Mm.
0: And, you know, listening to more podcasts now, yeah. that was not like an effect of moving to China. Yeah. That just, if I lived in America, that probably would have happened too.
1: Was that just because you had more time to listen to them or?
0: Yeah, I think also because it's easier Mm -hmm. to do that, right? I mean, I guess I can like stream a YouTube video when I'm on the subway, but Mm -hmm. it's just easier to have a podcast. And also, especially a lot of podcasts, you know, they're long form interviews. Mm
2: -hmm. They're not
0: these five minute sound bites or anything like that. Yeah. And it sounds really cheesy to say, oh, it's more authentic. And it's, it's true. It is. And so I think that's really why it's easier. I can take it with me. Yeah. You know, everywhere I go, I can just listen to the podcast.
1: Too funny too. It's very meta to talk about a long form conversation, like interview podcast during a long form interview podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the way of the future, you know, everything is, is going online and there's no reason not to be. Yeah. You know, most, most people in their twenties have never paid for cable. So yeah. there's no reason for people to be investing time and money in TV. Yeah. You know, where are people? They're always on their phones. They're always online. Well, that's exactly where podcast is.
1: What do you say to people when you tell them you have a podcast and they say, what's a podcast?
0: Thankfully, I have not gotten that response yet. Really? Yeah.
1: What?
0: The only time I did was like to a Chinese person because they don't understand the word.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah. But
0: then, But then when I show them the app icon, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I know what that is. Yeah. But... Usually, I don't get the question of what's a podcast. I usually get the question of what's your podcast about?
1: Oh yeah, but that's different. that's yeah yeah wow, okay, that's really cool. Very cool, very cool. My goodness, well, I am out of questions, and we have explored your entire life.
0: <laughs> Wait, you forgot I was born at Cedar Sinai Hospital at five zero five in the morning.
1: For someone who doesn't post personal information, are you sure you want me to keep that in there? Yeah,
0: my social security number.
2: What? No, stop. stop.
0: <laughs> sure, if you want, you can put like my my personal profile. I'm uh, five foot seven. I like long walks on the beach.
1: <laughs> I'll be sure to put that in. there.
0: And yeah, one more time for everyone: if you're a soccer fan, Premier League, Champions League, check out my show on the counter podcast. You can get it on Apple Podcasts. If you use Android, you can get it on Stitcher. Follow me on Twitter at Drew And also every article I write, the best articles you can find in the world on the game of soccer, DrewPels.com.
1: Thank you so much, Drew, for joining us for Virtual Expats.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me, Steph. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much to our guest, Drew Pels, of the On the Counter podcast for sharing his virtual story with us. For more Geopats podcast episodes, including the many, many shows that we started doing and some that we're going to keep doing and some of the future ones that will include expat podcasters and so much more. You can go to StephFugio.com. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions, comments, or to volunteer to be a guest on the podcast. I am currently scheduling the 2020 season, including those new shows on the Geopats podcast. We're experimenting, folks. We've got four new seasons coming up with at least two different types of shows on the Geopats podcast. We are fully embracing the different shows on one podcast model, and we, which means I, really, really like it. Again, my handle is Fuccio, literally everywhere online, and I live for getting listener feedback. So please do contact me, even just to say duper duper great job or man could you please fix this one thing (laughs) any feedback greatly appreciated as promised here is damon castillo and his band with the song i gotta be right off the mess of me album again you can find all of his stuff including tour dates merchandise music and videos on (laughs) damoncastillo.com
2: So clear when I'm alone. But there's still some heat left on that bone. Will the day laughs at the work that's done that night. All oh, the times right now when we tight. So I, oh, I, I gotta be right. be